Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. Well, we're rolling into fall here on the Tour Coach. And for the fall, just like we've been doing for the last couple of years here on the Tour Coach, I'm going to be bringing you lots of chats, interviews, roundtable discussions on what we do, how we do it, from players to coaches to caddies, students. All of this comes from my travels that are on tour or to Old Palm or from here in Mobile or wherever it is I go around this country, or around the world, teaching and coaching at the game of golf that I love. So hopefully, if you listen, you're going to like what you hear. There's there's lots and lots of info and content coming your way that I think are going to help all of you understand and play the game even better or, or coach the game. We've got so many coaches that listen to this tour coach podcast. So appreciate all of you that have gone along with me on this journey for the tour coach. I didn't necessarily know where I was going with it when I started this, this when the Dew Sweepers radio show ended on XM Sirius. Uh, but I can tell you that it has given me so much freedom and creativity to be able to talk a little more and a little more in depth and bring all of you a behind the scenes, inside the ropes look at what me and my team do and the people that we associate with it and how you can use us as a resource to help you get better at the game of golf. Look, and if you like what you hear on the tour coach, also make sure you check out our pro work video series, which is available for you on YouTube and my YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and type in pro work, It'll pull up the episodes that are out there. Some really, really great stuff that takes you behind the scenes and inside the ropes. And before I let you go to the tour coach, special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Shrixon Golf, been with them over 20 years. Can't find anybody better in the equipment side of the world. Bushnell Golf, such a big part of what we're doing with pro work and what I do day to day, especially with the Launch Pro. Vineyard Vines, Ian and Shep, Amber and the folks there always keep me looking great. We've been such great partners for a good long time. And lastly, McConnell Automotive uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Mitch McConnell and the gang, there's nobody that has supported me longer. I mean, they're unbelievable. And the folks at Buick GMC for supporting the Dew Sweepers radio show, as well as the tour coach, and as well as pro work. So check out McConnell Automotive and Buick GMC. And lastly, our, my friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely's Midtown Garden Express here in Mobile. Those folks keep the dew sweepers and keep the pro work and the tour coach and all of our content alive and well for all of you that love the game and want to learn. Enjoy the Tour Coach Podcast, which is coming your way right now. So joining me here on the Tour Coach, Vince Ramagli, Dave Quinn, two golf instructors, great golf instructors, and great players uh, from up in the Northeast, golf professionals. Opportunity came down um, uh, to work with me and, and what we do down at Old Palm. It was obviously a little warmer down there <laughs> than it is probably where you guys are right now. And uh, I'm back in Mobile for a few days, and we, we actually had this cold spell come through. So first of all, thanks, guys, for taking the time. I'm always uh, – flattered when another golf professional would take time to come down and hang out and uh, uh, was very appreciative of you guys taking time out of your busy schedule but I had a lot of fun but I'd like to first of all ask what you thought about it and, and then why the heck did you pick to come down to work with us uh, on your game and uh, let's just kind of talk about it sure ahead, Vince you go first sure I mean well over over the many years now, maybe five, seven years going back, I think it's very important to me is seeking out the best that's going, what's going on out in the world. 
uh, of these best golf instructors and what are they teaching? How are they influencing their students? So, you know, past five to seven years, I find it for me to be, um, to add value to my membership over here, I want to learn everything I can possibly do so I can help my members the best. Yeah, I think it's great. And I mean, we talked about this while we were there. I, I still, um, one, I mean, I, you know, there's just so many people that are great at what we do, you know, and I, a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go out to Vegas and hang out and watch Butch some. I still spend a lot of time traveling and watching other teachers. Dave, what about you? Um, what was your reason for coming down? Well, a little bit of, uh, anytime I see anybody that's, uh, uh, to seek out information, it's kind of twofold. For me, one, of course, some of it's selfish because I still are competitive <laughs> playing tournaments, right? So, And I find that important for the club also because if I'm teaching uh, juniors that are there, either they're starting junior golf, high school golf, college golf, or mini tour golf, I, I, it, since I am competitive in playing tournaments, I can relate to them on a little bit different level than maybe – a coach who doesn't play tournament golf. And, and some coaches play tournament golf and don't play anymore. They still can relate to them. But I know what they kind of feel when they're in the first tee or if they have, you know, four or five or six under coming down a stretch of a tournament, it's their career best, or they're trying to win a tournament. You know, we go through the same feelings as our students do and what you can think of, maybe what you can't think of, maybe some tricks of the trade to get them to be able to perform when they're nervous at a higher level. So, I still like to be competitive myself and work on my own game. And then kind of echo what Vince said is I just want to keep learning as much information I can to be able to help everybody. I don't want anybody to slip through the cracks where I might not have an answer. If someone has a question, I want to have an answer. So whether it's through 2d using a camera force plates in a swing cat or the gas system, or just another guy's opinion on how to attack a fault. Because, you know, when you teach as long as we have, you see the patterns, mm-hmm. you see the over-the-top patterns, the open fake, whatever. And then it's pretty neat to watch another instructor, how they might prioritize the change on either they're giving them a drill or a swing thought or how the words they use. So you're always learning, and I just want to make sure that my membership or my students that I'm always going to have – the correct answer or a way to get them to improve quickly. A couple things. First, I, I had alluded to this earlier than I realized our recorder wasn't working, but like I, I, I don't because of time have a chance to do it as much as I'd like, but I still get out and play and I, and I, and I'm making a point of doing that more at old Palm. Um, one thing I respect about y'all and I admire is the fact that like you still actively work on your games and your ability to play is still very important to you. I think that's at times getting lost in our business. I know I'm probably when yeah. I say some of this stuff, you guys, like, I feel like, you know, I'm like the old curmudgeon that's talking about the beer was colder back in 1980. But like, I still think that like the ability to play is very important in, in, in our job. And, and especially if you're going to coach and develop people that can play. And I think that uh, we're getting away from that. I mean, I, you guys are in a section where there's so many really good players, but across the board, we're seeing a lot of teachers and we see some people out there that I mean, not being a jerk, but couldn't break 90 and they're trying to coach somebody that's trying to play for a living. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I, that's kind of what I said earlier is that we can probably 
since we experienced the same feelings being competitive in tournaments, we're able to teach our students what to expect and maybe how to handle tournament golf where a guy, uh, no offense to anybody yeah. who teaches that doesn't play or never has played, how are they going to tell them if they are having their career best round, what they're going to feel coming down the stretch and maybe with the key on or how to simplify it or let it go or whatever they're working on that time. And, um, and also business wise. I mean, if I win a golf tournament in our area, especially a, a bigger one, then all of a sudden, you know, unfortunately they think <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> just, just because I, I, I won a golf tournament and your phone rings off the hook and they want, they respect you more that they, they, because it, it is golf. It is a golf tournament. It involves a golf swing. So right off the bat, they expect it more just because you, you happen to win a, a big event. You think you can help them. So that's kind of the way it works, unfortunately. Now, I agree with that. I think, and, you know, obviously, interesting thing about doing this podcast, I told you all while we were there, is like we have a lot of young teachers, up-and-coming teachers, as well as aspiring players and people that – I mean, nobody listening to us talk golf – doesn't love golf. I mean, it's probably not some hot 30 year old chick that doesn't know golf that's driving around listening to us, but they're mostly okay. golf nerds. So, but a lot of up and coming teachers, I said, like one of the, I remember back to when, you know, I was starving and I'm at a club, you know, and you're trying to be like the, one of the best ways to drum up business was to go play with people and show you could play. Yeah, yeah for sure. Exactly. You know, so let's, we're going, yeah, Vince, let's start with you. Uh, you had sent me a couple videos before, before you came down, struggling, especially with the driver, I think was, we'd agree was the main problem. But let's talk a little bit about your, you know, not struggles, not like it was, you, you couldn't play at all, but talk a little bit about your experience of what you were struggling with. And let's kind of talk through a little bit about what we did with you and what your experience was and, and kind of what you figured out. Well, I was I felt I was struggling in learning how to uh, load trail hip properly, um, and when I sent those videos over to you, is like I actually have three D force planes here, but you said something very interesting. I when I sent those videos over, I can feel as much pressure under my feet and into the ground as I'm, as I want, mm -hmm. but if I'm not loaded properly in the in the correct joints. And you don't have the leverage to to use to actually create better, you know, better patterns. So, and then control the face better. So, um, and like I said, you know, the last few years, you know, what really got me into it is, you know, when I started following you, you know, on, on social media, you actually had a lot of your people around you from Joey D's place um, talking about the body. And I'm really into the body as much as I am the golf swing. Mm -hmm. So I find that fascinating. And, and, and I use that a lot with my members here is I want to learn not just about the golf swing. I want to learn about the body to help them be able to move better because we can still move. I don't care if it's a, 70 year old member if we can get them to move a little bit better and learn how they can actually you know train themselves you know through band work or something mm -hmm. they're going to get better I, so, I, I agree 
and 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 I touched on this there, and we I, I wouldn't mind us talking about, it, but like you know, look, not everybody coming to us is twenty five or thirty five or forty and in great shape. We all get. I still you get lots of golfers that are older, and maybe I don't buy into that. Where if they're not, you know, if if they're wanting to get better, I don't know why we wouldn't give them some ways to try to learn to turn a little more back behind it and through a little better. I mean, I know we can't expect them to do like you did, you guys did, but like I just think that uh, I mean, I've always felt like my jobs as a coach or teacher is to help you get better and not really put a ceiling on how much better you can get. And if you're willing to do a little work and we can give you some bands and exercises and help you move a little better. I also think like helping somebody that's 60, 65, 70 move a little better has a lot of benefits other than just golf for them. Yeah, Tony, I, I totally, I totally a hundred percent agree with you. At the end of the day, the golf ball doesn't know how old you are <laughs> and everybody's and everybody's looking for no matter what age you are. I was looking for a little bit more distance. Everybody, have you? Ha- have, I say this all the time. Have you guys had anybody walk on your tee and ask you to hit it shorter yet? So we worked on loading with you, Vince. A big part of that. Um, you know, I thought it was it changed, interesting. You changed ca- everything. It changed everything. Yeah, it really did. And 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 the interesting thing to me is I we talk about this all the time is like I think the secret to teaching is to be able to find the one thing that's causing all the other stuff to happen, right? And yeah. I think a lot of teachers, but a lot of players, especially in this age where everybody can video themselves and there's all this stuff on social media, I think they get caught chasing symptoms a lot of times and instead of really just diving in and fixing what's the cause. And uh, I thought we did a nice job. I, I thought we had some big changes. and But more importantly was like, you know, the driver was the thing you've struggled with. And by the end, I mean, you hit some pretty dang good drivers, and the look of them coming out was much different, I thought. Uh, to- totally different. I mean, and, and, and even to go back on your point, everybody, like you said, hey, have a chance to video their swings or whatever. And they're chasing pictures, but they're not really chasing – what's really causing those pictures to look bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, and that's, there's no right or wrong. Everybody's different, right? You know, obviously I focus a little more on the pivot and loading and stuff. That's just been my background, but, but I thought we, I mean, you just did a nice job. I mean, the, and it was some dramatic and, and I also too, like the fact that you two came together, I thought was cool. I think it's cool to have somebody that you play with and practice with all the time that knows your game to be able, because like Dave, you were giving him better feedback even than I could during the lesson because you've watched him hit so many dang golf balls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah exactly. here's, here's the funny thing: no matter who I go see, he's coming with me, and I might say, "Hey, Dave, I want to go see this person." Dave's like, "Well, count me in," and then vice versa. And I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm in. I'm going to go." So we we always go learn together. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. We we started that back. At later years in college, that's when we really, really start getting into it. Yeah. But the problem is, I mean, we went down the talking about the biodynamics of the golf swing. It's like you said, this is going to help people create more speed. Back in the day when we, you know, we're old school, we learned, we were learning positions. I get this club in this position. And, and really what we were teaching ourselves were how to swing slower. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I actually hadn't thought of it that way, and I and I was going to shift to, to Dave next. I'll, I'll admit, Dave, when you start when you told me that you know you'd spend a bunch of time, you'd work with Mac O'Grady. I was I was nervous a little bit. I was like, heck, I mean, he's a legend, right? I mean, and and brilliant. And so I was like, well, hell, I better make sure the shit's halfway decent, right? <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit. One, uh, you know, it's, I curious, like information wise was it real crazy different from stuff you'd heard and tried before um i wouldn't say crazy different i mean there's a different reason i went down than vince is um vince went down he was a little bit confused on exactly what he stated previous about how to load the trail hip or load the joints and mine was is i had an injury uh, two years ago where I took the ligament off my thumb, I was out for mm. 11 months. Yeah. And then when I came, when I came back, I've struggled since I came back with my golf swing and, um, and wasn't able, uh, I saw some instructors, a great friend of mine is Dana Dalfus, who I work with. He's Dalfus, awesome. He's in California. He's in California. So it's very hard for us to see him. I went out and saw uh, Dana. It was very hard to stay in touch with all the time. He's so busy and he's, you know, of course, uh, so far away, coast to coast. And then when Vince said, you know, Vince was kind of doing some research online about the body and getting some more speed and motion in general. And your name came up with Joey D. And I said, that's a perfect opportunity for me to find out exactly my strength, my weaknesses, my mobility, my body, as well as uh, see you and get your opinion. You've never seen my golf swing before. You have no secondary preferences of anything of my past. And it's sometimes it's great to get a fresh look at a professional with your background uh, to get your opinion on my motion. And you pinpointed exactly what I see on tape, what Dana saw on tape, and his explanation were very similar. But you had a little bit different way for me to attack it and to feel the changes, which was really cool. And I guess that's why, you know, you're kind of a, a very successful teacher is what you are is you you're able to communicate to me um, a way to change it or to think about it, which is great for me now to go to a, another, a student with a similar problem to mm -hmm. communicate with them. So, yeah, it was, uh, um, yes, it's sophistication of teaching. Like Mac O'Grady would probably be known as a very physician-oriented different types of patterns and understanding different types of patterns of swingers, whether arms are up, arms are down, the grips are strong, grips are weak, high ball hitters, low ball hitters. He was great at explaining all that. But what's different now um, with yourself and my background with Mac is that you are able to identify the motion causing these positions. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's almost like the dog wagging the tail more, right? Right, right. It's like agree what's, with that. What's, what's, so what's causing the hit on the ground to be too hard or what's causing the face to get closed and not that where I'm putting the club during my motion, but what is my body doing to put the club to cause in the motion? And that was a, that was a very eye-opening experience that, um, I kind of knew stuff I was doing, but I wasn't able to fix it. I sure wasn't able to fix it in tournament play or in competition. Um, so yes, it was a, it was a, it was a great, uh, two days because it was an eye opener. What my body was actually doing to cause these faults. I want to talk to you a little bit about the, you know, our, our trip to Joey D's, um, 
got to use the room over there. Uh, and then Aaron McConley, Colby's right-hand guy, he does so much with us. Uh, what did you think about involving his way of moving you and helping you and the bands and that and as far as part of the golf lesson? Because for I, I, I always curious to ask guys that teach for a living and play golf at a high level what they think of that because that is a little bit different than what a traditional golf lesson would be myself or vince first. both of y'all go ahead whoever wants to go go ahead vince yeah, Dave. uh yeah, vince oh well i mean here's the funny thing um got back last night um First thing this morning is I actually six thirty this morning I was up early I had to go to my uh, PT guy my trainer mm-hmm. and first thing I said to him I gave him I gave him my report and actually you know what the my body wasn't that bad there no. was a few things I couldn't, there was a, only a few things I couldn't do or had trouble doing you know some of the single leg balance things with the presses and and some of inner in internal rotation of the hip, which I already knew. So, you know, this morning, 6.30, he was like, absolutely. And I tell you one thing, he put me through a workout this morning. He goes, you're going to be feeling this one tomorrow. <laughs> you maybe shouldn't have told him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, I mean, it's like I said, that's the one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to come down is to, to keep understanding and learning about the body because it's important that I get this information out to all my members here at Montclair. That's awesome. Well, I, I mean, you know, it was a cool couple days. And, and again, like both of y'all, I mean, you obviously keep on top of your games. Uh, nobody was in bad shape, right? There wasn't anybody like, you know, every now and then you'll get somebody like, wow, man, they just we, – we had a young – I think Aaron said we had a young 17-year-old in or 19-year-old in that really had no mobility, you know, and no strength in certain areas. You guys, other than a couple things, were in, were in pretty dang good shape. Um, obviously, there's always ways to improve. What did you think about the use? Dave, let's go ahead and jump to you then. What, did, what, what was your take on it? Because it's obviously different than a traditional lesson. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to, when Vince told me about it, I said, count me in, because I wanted to see if any of my faults were were motion or mobility or strength issues that maybe I couldn't fix manually, and I would have to spend some time um, either getting more flexible, stronger, more mobility in certain areas to be able to swing it properly. Getting back to that little kid, he has no he has no chance mm-hmm. if he has i mean unfortunately to play competitive golf you got to be you got to be mobile and strong to be able to swing the club fast it's a violent it's a violent motion you only have to do it 14 times off the tee but to be able to be right and even if a person isn't a tournament player if he wants to get better he probably has to do both he probably has to understand his strength and weaknesses of his, of his motion, his body, mobility, and strength, as well as understand well, how that correlates into his golf swing. Like you said, no one wants to come to you and say they want to hit it shorter. They always want to hit it further. How are you going to hit it further? You know, you either have to do it a little bit technically. You only do so much technically. And if they, have, of course, if they're only taking it back halfway, they can't turn. 
then there's no possible way they can get more speed or, you know, maybe a slight bit. But if all of a sudden, if we can understand, you know, through what we learned in those two days of doing some kind of analysis on a person's body and then correlate that with technique, then they can see great advantages quickly. And uh, like I said, that's going to help our membership. It's going to help our students. That's the main reason I wanted to go down. And I thought that was uh, that's the first time I've actually – uh, been like Joey D's place. Uh, it's a spectacular place and very professional. And it was, uh, uh, it was an eye opener that, you know, it was packed all the people in there, all the golf professionals that worked. And I could see why everybody goes there. Um, you know, top level professionals in the world and want to work with them because they, they not only they want to get, they want to maintain or, you know, always try to get better, but you know, it was, it was a great learning experience. Dave, let's talk about what we did to your golf swing. I, you came with a couple concerns. Uh, one thing you kind of brought up, you talked to also a little bit as we worked through it, a little bit this little move out of the top that you aren't you weren't crazy about with your hands. Let's talk about what we attacked with your golf swing, what you took from the what you took from our time together, and 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 how we're going to work on it to improve. Yeah, I guess uh, to kind of simplify it on the podcast here is um, I had a little trigger to start my ball, uh, start off my club back that the, the trigger caused a kind of a combination of other faults where I would kind of maybe rock to the right a little bit too drastic. And then I would extend a little bit early in the takeaway the head was actually rising and going to the left during my takeaway. And then the counterbalance on the way down as the hips would go forward, the head would actually go to the right and it's going to move my low point back. I was struggling with contact a little bit. So once we're able to feel, um, the pressure change, um, uh, from the start to the top of the golf swing and get a little bit more rib cage rotation, which kind of stabilized my arms, which kind of stabilized my wrist in the transition, and then I was able to pressure forward better. It was like a snowball effect from the very, very start of my golf swing to the, all the way to the finish. Um, and it was actually relatively easy. It wasn't actually a complicated, it's not a rebuild. It was actually just training uh, the body to how it starts and how my, um, how my rib cage can actually feel like it stays more centered and get behind the ball. So I had more pressure to the right so I can pressure to the left in the transition. Uh, Cause I couldn't do that with my other swing. My pressure was always going backwards on the downswing. And that's why I was having some contact issues. Um, I don't want to get too no, no. Uh, well, I think- particular on all the changes we made, but actually what it was is we changed how we worked on my takeaway, which changed my downswing, which is which crazy. Right. A lot. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing, too, that was interesting is, you know, when you looked at your golf swing, not getting too crazy into it, but, you know, if you looked at, like, just maximum pressure on the right side, you'd say, oh, man, he turned plenty behind it, right? Because, you you know, yeah. but it was the way you got it over there and when you got it over there, right, was was the difference. Yeah. And, 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 again, um you know, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought it was the, the coolest part to me of it actually was towards the end yesterday was you had told me what your old driving numbers were and ball speed numbers were before you took that year off basically for surgery, which was a crazy story in itself. Um, yeah, right? that was great. Cause I used to be able to fly the ball like 70 to 280 yards in the air. 
Um, and the good news is when I got the body analysis, it was, 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 was good. So I knew it was technical. And that was a relief actually to hear because once – and I've worked hard on my body, staying in, in good shape at my age because I'm 57. I'll be 58 in a month. Um, and I used to be able to fly the ball, you know, 270, 280, maybe even more when I went after it. And during my, after my injury when I came back, I lost a lot of club head speed. I lost contact. It was very frustrating. And anybody who plays in tournaments and wants to be competitive when you're failing and failing and failing, it's very hard to keep grinding and grinding and grinding and seeing no success. And um, it was great. And you kind of saw it in my eyes when we talked a little <laughs> bit. And I told you what I, what I used to do. Right. And then we, we made these changes. I was like, holy shit, uh, it's back. Yeah. I got it. I got my carry numbers back. I, you know, I think I flew on 276 with you. Um, just, and, you know, that was the macro change that we mm -hmm. made. The, the loading pattern on the takeaway where my weight is and my uh, my lower extremities to what my rib cage was doing at the top that was assisting to the pressure going left on the downswing wasn't tilting back and pushing back and then we started getting into the micro stuff of what my left foot was doing a little bit that was and cool. uh, some some balance issues and then trying to get some extension through impact and then all of a sudden we were we built something quickly which was uh yeah all credit to you for that that was awesome I think too that it just look there. There's people that you work like you have to be realistic when you work with and change something going into a tournament play that it, you know that it that it's gonna you know that it can take some time, but I think that when you go take a lesson, you should see some changes and some benefits and some difference while you're there. You know, this yeah. whole, I remember as a kid taking a lesson and like guys like, you know, it's going to be two weeks before I was, I don't have two weeks, <laughs> you know, I mean, I got yeah. a high school match or whatever. And, and I think that that's, uh, I think that's one of the cool things about what we did. And, and with the driver, I was, I was pumped because anytime to me, a guy, when a person starts talking about how they used to hit it and they're a real good player, there's a little bit like, oh man, I hope we can get him back there. Right. Like, cause then you're yeah, going to be deflated yeah. a little if you went and it, hell, if it was shorter, we were really going to be deflated you know no matter yeah. how it looked but it was pretty cool that the boom the speed popped right back up there yeah exactly i always think you know to me um not being the biggest guy in the world or the heaviest guy in the world is you know the magic number for me i always strive to stay at is like 170 ball speed mm -hmm. you know i always want to fly the ball somewhere near 280 so i can hit it 300 because i want to compete i don't want to just compete with the old men a senior you know, I like I want to compete in all the tournaments and with the kids in our section and the section championship, the state opens and and <coughs> so unfortunately, if you don't have some form of distance, you're not really going to be able to compete with the young, younger generation. So I was very very happy to um, to be able to get the numbers back to where I was previous to the injury, and I think we got my swing back to where I used to do. Um, previous of the injury, you know, so that was, no, I was pumped. That yeah, was great. It was, it was good. So guys, uh, real quick, each of you, what, what's one thing you'll take back to help your members or to tell, you know, to your students back home, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, hopefully we gave you something that's going to help other folks. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't, you know, it's hard to say one thing. I would say that you're a little different in the fact that you have a team of guys around you that are able to 
get a student to do an analysis of their motion to say this is good, this is bad, this is average. And then you're able to take that student with that motion and you're able to give them a game plan how to improve, whether it be technically or physically. Mm -hmm. So I think you're a little bit different where you hit all the aspects of it. And I think that's the success in the whole thing for you. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have that opportunity here. No, no, it's tough for sure. Yeah, it's tough for here. You're you're a little bit uh you're a little bit of an outlier in the in the uh, teaching world, which I I love to see. I recommend anybody to come see you. What about you, Vince? Yeah, I mean, Dave pretty much touched up on it, but really getting people to understand their bodies a little bit more and how how they work and how the golf club works around the body, and if we can just get them to move a little bit better they're going to see significant improvements. I mean, it doesn't matter if the person's a 35 handicapper or a beginner to a, you know, your club champion. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, Tony, um, not everybody, everybody wants to compete, right? But (laughs) it's like you, I am, I might have members that, like to compete in the club championship or the better ball championship, or even if it's the uh, couples championship, it's that's somebody's U S open. Mm-hmm. You know, we might always look at the situation of, Hey, we've always want to play in the U S open and we strive for that. But, you know, our, the membership, you know, a, a tournament around the club, it's their U S open. So right. they want to be competitive. You know, and 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 I take every single lesson as they're getting prepared for something, either if it's a, a money game with their buddies um, coming out to the club, or they're getting ready for the better ball championship or the club championship. It's you know what, you you got to take it everything seriously. Guys, this was awesome. First of all, thanks. I, I told you this; it means a lot to me that you would take time away from your game, your business, your work to come down and spend a couple of days with me in, uh, at old Palm and also, uh, you know, work on your game. I'm always flattered. And, and then thanks again for the time today and sharing this experience and what, what we've all learned together yeah, with the folks you, listening. I appreciate it. And, and hopefully we'll see you guys this winter, uh, where it will for sure be warmer in Florida than it is where you yeah, guys are. Yeah, for sure. Hey, t- hey, Tony. Yes, sir. Uh, last thing, as an Alabama fan to an Auburn fan, I got to give you a war eagle. You're the best, buddy. I love you. <laughs> You're the best. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Take care, my man. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and the Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrikshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.